Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Psalms chapter 23. I think... uh, I think a lot of you guys are probably maybe a little familiar with this. The 23rd, if I say, if I, if I call it Psalms 23, you're like, what's Psalms 23? But if I call it the 23rd Psalm, you're like, oh, the 23rd Psalm, right? So let's, uh, let's go. We're going to read the 23rd Psalm. I'm going to go ahead and read the whole thing. Um, but there is one particular part that I want to key in on this morning. But we'll just go ahead um, because it is... A good scripture. We want to go ahead and read this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This morning, I I want to key in here on on part of verse 5. Um, verse five, it says, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies, but I want you to listen to this part. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I want to talk to you this morning about the anointed mind, the anointed head. See, as, uh, yesterday I, I was, I always like when, when I'm going, uh, to speak to people, um, about the anointing, I always kind of brush up a little bit, make sure that I've got the, the scriptures about things fresh in my mind. And, and I always, I, I just, if, if you've been around me, I always, I always try to be as prepared as possible because I, I want to make sure I give people good and accurate information. So uh, when, when going to speak to someone or going to anoint someone, I always try to just uh, re- refresh some of the scriptures about anointing and, and, and get those things in my mind so that I know what I'm saying, where I'm, I'm speaking about. And, and, and I, as I was looking up things about uh, anointing, I, I come across uh, a, a thing that was talking about the shepherd's anointing. See, in, in Scripture, you, you had uh, different kinds of anointing. You had, you know, like the, the priests, they would uh, anoint uh, the, the tools and instruments uh, of the temple, which consecrated those. So there, there's a kind of an anointing of consecration. And then there was when, when a person would take an office, a high priest would be chosen, they would be anointed. When the king was chosen, uh, they would pour the oil and they, they would uh, anoint the king. And it was uh, uh, to signify uh, authority that, that came. So you, you had that kind kind of anointing but the shepherd's anointing was a different kind of anointing the shepherd's anointing was an anointing that had a a really specific purpose because sheep which i'm not a shepherd i don't know a lot about sheep other than what i've read but sheep they have this nice big fluffy wool coat and and they look so pretty I, i count them often at night um 
you know, you see the Serta commercials, they got those little cartoons. Those are the sheep that I have in my dreams now, the ones from the Serta commercial. So I hope they don't come after me like, oh no, that's a copyright violation. You're using our sheep in your dreams. You can't do that without permission. So, wow, that was really funny, guys. You got you to gotta help me out here a little bit. So, yeah, I have that kind of sense of humor. I, I know. It's, but, um, no, what they would do is, is the sheeps, uh, the, the, the sheeps, sheeps, yeah, you can tell what kind of education I got. The sheep, yeah, there you go. The sad part is everybody is like, what's the big deal? <laughs> but the, the sheep have a, a problem with insects because of the way they're designed. You know, they have that, that nose that's kind of uh, lays out right there with the slits in the top of it. One of the big problems they have is that insects will get up on the sheep's head and will get into its nose and they will climb up in that sheep's nose and they will lay eggs up in that sheep's nose. And those eggs will hatch. And these little warm larva things come out. And they will burrow themselves into the sheep's skull, into the sheep's brain. And that sheep will get so irritated, it'll start banging its head up on the wall. And ultimately, it can kill the sheep. So what the shepherd would do is he would take the oil and he would pour the oil over the head of the sheep so when the insects would try to get into its head instead of being able to get in they would slip out because there was nothing for them to hold on to so when David is telling the psalm of the shepherd and he says thou anointest my head with oil it wasn't about showing the authority of the sheep or showing about how consecrated the sheep was but it was a very practical anointing that kept the bugs out of the sheep's brain. This morning... I want to talk to you about how we need... The shepherd's anointing. You and I this morning need the shepherd's anointing. It's great that your life has been consecrated. It's wonderful that you have the authority, uh, the anointing that comes to, uh, to show authority. But we need a special anointing from the Lord that anoints our head with oil and keeps the bugs out of our brain. You're like, what in the world are you talking about? I will tell you, if I have learned one thing in church, it is not the things that happen out here, outside of me, outside of the Christian, that destroys a Christian. It is the things that happen in here that destroy lives. It's what happens in your mind. It's your thought life. It's what you think about. It's what you dwell on. It's the things that, 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 that constantly come up in your conscious thoughts. Those are the things that are dangerous. We have a story where Jesus is talking about sowing the seed, the seed being the Word of God, and one of the things that He talks about is that there was a, 
a, a group of seeds. You know, the parable of the sower. You can find it in Luke chapter 8. And the, the sower goes out and sows seed, and some fell among the thorns. And, and Jesus says this, those that fell among the thorns, this is verse 14. It says, and, and that which fell among the thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. You don't get choked with the cares of this life externally. Yeah, they're external things. But if they're going to choke spirituality out of your life, it's not going to happen to you on the outside, but it happens in here. It's your mind where the battle is being waged. It's in your thought life. Where the enemy wants to attack you. It's the negative thinking that we get uh, uh, so ingrained in and we get so accustomed to. When it comes to spiritual things. Let me tell you that we have a problem in churches. And it is this constant negative thinking about everything that goes on. We start seeing, you know, we go and, and we'll be praying for somebody. Well, I'm praying that the Lord will heal them, but... You know what? Last time I prayed, nothing happened. It's just immediately when, when God could be doing something great, the first place that our mind goes is the negative. Well, we're trying to do this Sunday school thing. Well, it'll never work. People won't get out of bed that early. Right off, we get them bugs in our brain. Amen? Amen. That negative thinking that's always on our mind, that, that every time something comes up, it's just immediately to the, oh, it'll never work, it'll never happen, we can't do it. Well, our church isn't, isn't as good as this church down the road. That preacher we got, he gets up there, he's talking about bugs on Sunday morning, and he thinks that something great's going to happen. Well, I don't know what he's thinking. We get, we get bugs on the brain. I want to read this scripture to you in Romans chapter 8 verse 5. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. Listen to this. For to be carnally minded... That means to think about just the physical world, the, uh, the pleasures of this world, the, the things that you can get in this life. But to be carnally minded is death. Yeah. Let me tell you, you, you start getting bugs on the brain. It ain't long before they drive you crazy. And it ain't long. Listen. It ain't long before they kill you. Speaking as a person who, who's dealt with depression through a lot of his life, I'll tell you that it takes the anointing of the Spirit. Listen, it takes the anointing of the Spirit because there are days that, that I'll be sitting there and I'll think, well, nobody likes me. Well, yeah. That's what you think. Well, 
Everybody would just be better off without me. Well, if I was gone, no one would notice. No, it's not true. But in my mind, those are the things that you begin to think. Those are the things that possess your thought life. Those are the things, well, my, 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 my kids would be better off if, if I wasn't even around. I'm just messing them up. Well, well, my family would just, they would be better off if I wasn't around because I'm just mucking things up for them. Everybody can get along just fine without me. And you start dwelling on those things and they start to take on your thought life. Just like those sheep, uh, what, what was a fly, what was a little thought, what was a little thing that came in externally, it begins to lay eggs in your brain. It began, and then those worms, they start crawling in. I know this is disgusting, isn't it? But it happens in our minds. Those thoughts that we start to dwell on. Listen, people don't have affairs by accident. You know that? People don't have affairs by accident. It starts with a fly, a look, a glance. And then a conversation. And what was a fly? It crawls up into your head. Starts laying those eggs. And it isn't long before those eggs hatch. And they start to bury themselves and dig their way into your head. And it isn't long before the thing that you said you would never do. The thing that you said, the promise you made that would never happen. It isn't long before those things have gotten into your head. And you're like, oh, well, it ain't so bad. It's just, it's, it's a little thing. It's not a big deal. And destruction. I'm telling you. Our thought life. You want to destroy a life you start in the mind. You want to destroy a life you start in the mind. You get them thinking thoughts of depression, thoughts of suicide. You get them thinking thoughts of, uh, of adultery, of sinfulness. You get them looking at things on the internet. Amen. You get them drinking the kind of things that, that, that they And then you can just speak into their life. This week, we're, we're putting, uh, man, I know I talk about this a lot, but it's just what's going on. And, and the Lord uses what's going on to speak to me. And we've been doing remodeling, and, and those guys, we come and we put the, the safe in, and they know that I was going home to put a fridge in, Tony. Well, I got home and started getting that fridge in. Guess what happened? My space to put my fridge in between the cabinet and the pantry is too small. That's right, yes. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh. Yeah. So you guess what I'm doing? I'm tearing the pantry out. You know, it, it's not a cabinet. It, it's built drywall. I'm tearing the thing out. And, and, and I'll tell you what we discovered last night. I got tearing the drywall off, and I look, and, and down at the bottom of this um, one cavity, this space, I, I seen a bunch of, I thought it was just uh, the blown-in insulation that fell down in there. It wasn't. Upon closer inspection, it was a bunch of dead mice. Yeah, and if there was if there was fifteen in them, there's probably fifty. Dead mice. 
in this wall. Now, they died inside that wall. When, when I was doing the tile, I pulled the, the, uh, the base off uh, around the inside of that closet, and I found a hole dug in the drywall. But now, it, had, it was covered up by the trim, so no, they couldn't have got out of there, you know, but there was a hole there. So up above that cavity, there's a space because the ceiling kind of drops and we've got some recessed lights in it. So when it was built, there was a, a space built here that kind of drops out of the ceiling and goes over. And then that, that cavity where those studs are, that opening comes right up into where that space is. So what has happened over the years is mice have came and, and the, the pantry's right there. They smell the food. They smell the enticing thing. They're like, wow, there's something good down there for me. And there's this deep, dark black hole that they're standing on the edge of. And they come over and, and all they can do is smell the food. And they think, well, maybe if I just take that step right down in there, because in their mind it smells good, it sounds good, it seems like the thing to do, they take that step off of that edge and they fall down into the bottom of this big, deep, dark cavity. And when they get down there, they land on the bones of other mice who have made the same decision, who have seen the same things, and have done the same things, and they find a hole where other mice have tried to dig their way out of and couldn't get free because just as soon as they thought they'd made a little progress, they hit something even harder that they couldn't dig through. And I was standing there last night and looking at those mice. My wife comes over and says, what are you doing? I said, I'm thinking about these mice. That's what I was thinking about him. You know what I was thinking? They needed a savior. Listen. They had gotten themselves into a place that they couldn't get out of. They had fallen down someplace dark where many others had died. But what they really needed was someone who could reach down and pick them up out of the place they were. And listen, this morning, that may be you. You may need to be picked up out of the place you were at. Other people have went that way, and it's cost them everything. But there's a Savior named Jesus. Listen, there is a shepherd named Jesus. And he wants to anoint your head with oil. He wants to pour the anointing of the Holy Spirit over your life to protect your mind. Listen, there are Christians who are sitting here this morning who are dealing with thoughts, thoughts they shouldn't be thinking, thoughts of harming themselves, thoughts of, of sin, of things that would take them away from God. There, there are things in your, in your thought life that, that, that are driving a wedge between you and God, things in your thought life that you know you have no business thinking about. You know they aren't true. You know they're not good. You know they're not holy. But you keep thinking about them and, and those, those, those insects have gotten into your brain and they've laid their eggs and they're starting to, to bury and just getting worse and worse and worse. And those thoughts are, are getting deeper and deeper into your life. I'm telling you this morning that it's time for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come. That shepherd's anointing to come on your life. And just when those bugs start coming, they just that's, that's the only way. I told you I'm a person who's dealt with, with depression and, and I know those thoughts intimately. And the only way... 
that I can do that is through the power of the Spirit when they come on. I just have to say, get thee behind me, Satan, because I know those thoughts aren't true and they aren't from God. And it's only through the Spirit that they come in. And when they're trying to take hold, you just let them slip away. This morning, those bugs on your brain will kill you. Those thoughts, those decisions, those choices that you're making. It seems good. It seems right. Seems like the thing you ought to be doing. But the end is death. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. This morning... The shepherd is here. He wants to get rid of those bugs in your brain. He wants to get rid of those things in your thought life that are keeping you from him. There are, there are things this morning that are standing between you and God. And Jesus says, listen, there is not an obstacle too big that I can't get rid of it. We, we've said this often, that you're in church, if the Holy Spirit's in boy, you make that first step, and it just seems like, bam, you're at the altar. That first step's always the tough one, you know? I got thinking this week, I thought, you know what? He already took the first step. He took the first step to reconciling you when you were his enemy. When you were away from God, he took the first step to get to you by dying on the cross. The step that you take, that's the second one. That's your step towards him. But this morning, I, I want to ask you. What choice are you making? Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.